podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Liam Watts has been banned. I've started the podcast. Liam Watts has been banned. Yeah, but that's not news. No. Let's just start the programme. Let's go. Slightly so early. We're going early. Yeah. We may as well. I mean, people might be. I don't know if people know we're on to it because obviously. Um, yeah, I was wondering, did you not send a tweet out? Have you well, reached your limit? I have, but it's broken. This, <laughs> and and, and I, there's one man to blame for this whole Twitter. Well, I've made notes, right? Because. <laughs> I mean, when I say notes, I've got like. If, I mean, I can't read that. I've got it in front of me. You know who's to blame for breaking Twitter? Isn't it back to normal? Well, TweetDeck's still buggered. Um, it, it's, it, it's Martin Sadler because Elon Musk has spent all this time <laughs> trying to fix his account he sent him that tweet months ago now he's still locked out his only co- communication with the world is his column in the paper so that, that's the, cross off the list of may as well not bother um, <laughs> <laughs> welcome to the programme you're just giddy because Whitefield has two, <laughs> second two, win two wins in a row at home yes and you were there? I was there, which was very surprising. Not that I was there, I mean... I, I well, know. that was quite surprising in itself. Uh, it's less than a surprise that I was there, that Luke Gale was there and played. On his home debut at the age of 34? Something like that. Same, isn't he the same shirt number as his age, virtually? Something like that. David Rafiq was slightly younger than his squad number. And, um, so have, have Whitfield's got more points than London Scholars yet? That's the question. 30, 34 I mean, you talk 32 about, points they scored yeah? uh, no <laughs> London scores 188 <laughs> in 12 games wait for the 155 but they do 17. have two wins and I'm assuming scholars don't have one yes yeah. I mean we won't be in league one next season unless there's something really good <laughs> on the grading's gone particularly <laughs> wrong I mean the stand's nearly done and everything <laughs> the, fo- the football team played a friendly there yesterday against Hallam FC not Hallam FM they don't exist anymore yeah. and um they left the rugby post up so it looked like it's some kind of weird Gaelic football hybrid with the football post in front of the rugby post like on the football pitch we'll talk about the games later because we've got to do all the news which is well, there's not a lot happened has it man? No. the RFL's lost some money but it seems that most of it from a cursory glance at everyone writing stories is due to in- insurance costs which have gone up because everyone's suing the sport because of this and the other. So Not just that they're suing the sport, well, that the premiums have gone up in case there are claims um, further along the line, which is the same with your car and your house insurance. That, but yeah, it's doubled. The premium has, has doubled, um, which they're saying that they couldn't have foreseen. I, I think they would have put a contingency in there, but probably not doubling. Um, but the, the worry would be that it, it's within a World Cup year, so it's great that more sponsors have come in on the back of the World Cup, but doesn't look like that's going to be translated to uh, a profitable future there's still obviously the television deal is going to be crucial and we know that well we don't know but we we, it has been mentioned we understand there might be another player in the market Mm. which again is either going to raise the value because you need a competitive market or they could genuinely be interested in Mm. in taking on the sport which um which again would mean a, a different subscription I guess the question for Sky then would be how many people subscribe solely for the Rugby League would move to the zone and keep their Sky subscription going uh, would that involve a significant loss of income for Sky that would make them come back to the table and perhaps improve their bid uh, you wouldn't be able to see the Ashes cricket if you uh, if you stopped subscribing to Sky although there were 17 highlight programmes yesterday and they 
pretty much now release the highlights as they happen on Twitter. So, well, if only it was on, on social media. I, I mean, um, I'm not a barometer, by the way, but I'd never heard of this company, the streaming company. They so, they um, were very famous when they took Eddie Hearn's Matchroom stable okay. away from Sky, and almost I thought he was um, a shareholder in Design, and they were talking about innovative content and all the kind of documentary style stuff around the sporting event so to make it 24-7 coverage they were going to produce programmes and make personalities out of his boxes and all that kind of thing and, and I think to a certain extent they've done that uh, but the big contract they've got is with NFL and it's a streaming contract so again whilst NBC and whoever ABC have designated games the rest of them are streamed through a DAZN app he said expected to know what the hell he was talking about and got so I wonder but, whether that's where they're but I at. think what they'd be looking at is maybe Sky having the key yeah. look, maybe less than 66 games mm. but still hiving off a package to Channel 4 hiving off a package to the zone to do their streaming for them which might work for all parties yeah because they're clearly looking the NFL are clearly looking at having all six games available for people to watch mm. in one form or another so that would seem to sort of make sense that Sky say take two a week and we'll give you Maybe the yeah. same or slightly less, but yeah. DAZN will then give you the the balance, and they probably keep something for our league as yeah. well because yeah. they did uh, Holland Catalan this week. Yeah, uh, with dual commentary, both yeah. in English and French. Indeed. So did you listen to the French commentary this week, like you did last week? <laughs> no, I was already on because we like Mr. Stead. <laughs> Not being sick, like we're, we're, we're big games. fans of Mr. Stead. He's very good. Um, and I didn't have to pay six ninety five for the radio. There must be. I'm, I'm not saying there's a relationship between Sky and DAZN in the way that there obviously was between BT and the BBC because they were very close in terms of personnel. But obviously, some kind of agreement between the two. Not just because there's a DAZN linear channel on Sky now, which I don't know how many people actually know exists, but also they share the rights to the IPL. And when I say share, they were both showing it at the same time, which seems a bit of a pointless waste of time. But content, and, and we've got to realise we are just not. No, we're not quite filler content. I don't want to say we're filler content because we're not. In the way that say the under twenty ones football championships is going on at the minute, and that's the kind of thing that Sky would have had on twenty twenty five years ago in the summer just to fill time because they got three channels or whatever. But no, no one in this country has picked up the rights. Now, either that says no one cares about under twenty-one football, or no one wants to pay to show under twenty-one football in the middle of the summer when there's the Ashes on. Women has just started. There's a whole manner of other things that people want to do. But we are, as you say, how many people are died in the world? One hundred percent. I subscribe to Sky and have done for thirty years because the rugby league's on there. And how many of those people will disappear? Yeah, well, as much I, as you enjoy the cricket yeah, or the NFL yeah, or whatever, I, then I wouldn't subscribe if it wasn't for the rugby league. Well, I I only subscribed for the rugby league, and then I figured out that I was usually involved in one one of the TV <laughs> games. So I thought this is rather silly. I don't need to go see yourself on the telly. And then obviously I had access to all the games because of my job, so I cancelled mine a number of years ago. And I wouldn't if I got it back, I wouldn't watch it. So yeah. it's just I, you know. But that, again, I'm not. I may not be a typical rugby league fan. I think most people like and to watch it. And there might come a time when Harris insists on having the Disney Channel. And you yeah. might have to resubscribe. Yeah. CBBs or whatever it is. But, um, no, I, I think it's an interesting dynamic that was hinted at by Rodri Jones when he gave his last briefing that it might not look quite the same, but the amount of money in total might be more. 
and that's just the way the media market's going and if, if it's true that zone are interested then it does open up a global market as well and the one the one thing we do have this year is a product that it's really easy to tell a story about that you know even now that the relegation fight that we thought was over isn't mm. that two clubs are definitely involved in it a third one now could be the other nine are fighting for a playoff place uh, and even the league leaders is, is open to any of the ones that are currently in the top you know people can genuinely now say Lee are contenders to be league leaders and like we've never had that before mm. which, is, which is great um, and maybe that is what we're selling to and I, and I do think as well that clearly a relationship with all of these people is IMG they're content providers they're producers of programmes they will have a relationship with DAZN they clearly do with Sky um, they, they I think have been keen to promote the idea that there needs to be a terrestrial presence as well and it's worked out that Channel 4 has been very good although even Channel 4 will admit that the gap between games in the middle of the season is too long and needs filling yeah. I mean you know we had another Friday night where we had what four games on yeah. competing with each other all of that needs to go and that, that's why partly you need to get rid of loop fixtures because it gives you a bit more flexibility in your calendar to say we can spread them out a little bit more, mm. maybe take a couple of weeks because people don't have to play on, you know, they can play on the Sunday and not have to be required to play again on the Thursday. We can we can plan it a little bit better. So. I guess the concern with Channel Four at the moment is not that what we know they're not they're not paying anything out there. No, no. Well, but I think they're paying production costs. They're not playing a rights fee. But no. there is a there is a cost of broadcasting yes. again and at the moment. But they're cutting a lot of programs. But IMG so. are providing that content as well so we're also cheaper than Andrew Neil probably so so that's good um, it feels like happens. Channel 4 needs to be on it every second week I would say yes. really to to have that and the, the other interesting slot. thing to throw into the mix is that I'd be very surprised if Viaplay can well, work that's the next thing isn't it because clearly um, they're in financial trouble you, 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 know, you only need to see the statements that they're putting out that uh, they're shedding high profile staff they're based now over in Scandinavia rather than in Ireland where it started there, there was a little bit of a link with rugby league in the first instance but I wouldn't be surprised when that contract runs out if they're not interested in the championship um, I don't know how many subscribers they have or what their viewing figures are um, but I think you, you have to be an absolute diehard to want to pay a second subscription to watch championship rugby league so again if they're not in the mix that's perhaps our league product mm. because again the championship's a fantastic division yeah it is. it is in terms of you have no idea how this is going to yeah it's a fair chance that Fenton will finish top of the league but you don't know if they're going to do a Toronto right at the end and there's going to be a, a, a team in for you know Bradford at the moment you know you, you wouldn't say they were out of the running in a one-off game to win promotion at the bottom you'd say yeah Newcastle look a little bit stranded but Witness who dispensed with John Keir last week are now close to relegation than they are to the playoffs. Yeah. And London seem to be gradually uh, getting better. York had a fantastic result this week. What's happened to Swinton? Swinton, going on there? remarkable yeah. result again. So you've got it. I mean, we've got plenty of things that are of value: Super League, the Championship, League One. Well, I say, I say of value. We've got things that could have value. Super League well, has yeah, a value. The, we result, know that. the results in uh, in League One this week were, were eye opening. How yeah. we can monetize the Championship, League One, Women's Super League, Wheelchair Super League, everything else? I don't know. It's interesting that the zone 
have the rights to the women's Champions League football which they've been broadcasting on YouTube this year so you could watch it for free next year they're putting it behind a paywall so they're obviously they've got some experience in doing stuff with uh, team sport and not just boxing I think, I think they've got officers or studios in Leeds as well for all the people who jumped on the Channel 4 in Leeds are going to buy rugby league uh, bandwagon but people don't care because on isn't the sexiest Channel 4 and it's in Leeds and it's not and it's spelled it? funny isn't it's, it? it's, <laughs> it's, it's, I mean that's a, it's nonsense name isn't it they're never going to give me a job now but um, it's a terrible name but it's in, it, it's interesting to see what happens from my opinion I think we need Sky because mm. they've got lots of money we're in a very interesting time in sports broadcasting certainly in America where a lot of money has been spent on rights and now they're having to cut back on the talent on and off the screen because they spend so much on the rights. Now, I'd say we're, we're a fairly cheap sport, aren't we? We're not, we're not, we're not in the realms of the, the football league, which has cost a lot of money for Sky. I think the other thing we've got is our renowned accessibility. Like the, the thing that broadcasters would like is the fact that you know you, you can get a coach talking to pundits at the side of the pitch straight after the game. What time did you get home from Warrington on Thursday? Marginally sooner than Daryl Powell at his press conference. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Daryl was and was it ten past eleven? I mean, I I think by then we were in the roadworks. I facetiously said eleven o'clock after the game, and I wasn't too far off. Super League need to nip that in the bud, and they've known about that problem Since for a long time. Yeah, so this is not a new issue for Super League, and I, and people can easily say. Like media people, you've got nothing else better to do than sit around. Which is fair, fair there were some deadlines missed. It's it's not good. I mean, I've got the uh, I've been onto the operational rules because I was bored. I was going to say it should be in the operational well, rules, I couldn't, isn't it? I couldn't or find if it, it isn't, it should be. I had to go into the Super League Code of Conduct, which I've only got the copy of from 2020 when I had access to it through work. Which I don't have the up to date one, but it does say post match arrangements for non televised games will be as follows. Now this. I assume it's the same as a TV game just with the TV bit taken out a media conference should take place as soon as possible after the final hooter well that's not 10 past 11 is it regardless not for a game that finished around about what 10 o'clock but they do put all the blame on the host club media manager who should ensure the smooth running of this event it's down to the coach to actually turn up and answer three questions or send Ryan Sheridan I know you'll probably get fined for that but to be it's, honest, it's, it's and again, poor. he didn't say anything that you wouldn't expect no. him to say. Or he <laughs> but Sky made a big deal about him it's sitting in his box, box yes. when he could, which again puts extra fuel on that fire. Which is Did, was he interviewed on Sky? I don't know. I was at the game. Right, I think I've turned over by that point. Yeah, <laughs> they would expect to interview the coach of course, match, yeah. and if he was still sat in his box, then that would make it difficult. I didn't watch the game, unfortunately. So I was. Uh, it was hilarious, wasn't it? I mean, Phil enjoyed it. I think he did the same the week before because sh- I saw a picture of somebody with Daryl Powell in the background at the back of the stand, sort of saying he's been sat there for <laughs> however long. So um, this time it was on TV. I, again, I, I I just think it sends out an, an extra message that you don't need at this time, and he knows that. I mean, he's not doing it maybe deliberately. Um, well, I don't know whether he is. Puts because extra pressure on you know your team, doesn't it? You know as well as anybody else that if you are a coach you are going to be shown on Sky probably every <laughs> fifth minute yeah I mean it's Banging ridiculous how, it's ridiculous how many times they show yeah. the coaches um, and so they 
they know they know the cameras on them and they place water bottles in strategic positions <laughs> to get the advertising. <laughs> Coaches play up to the camera because they know that they can see themselves on the screen. So let's let's not pretend that he doesn't he doesn't yeah. know why he's doing it. I, I think he I think it must be a conscious decision. Poor old Kieran Cunningham. Now all I think about him is when well, his head's falling. But is that, down, is that he was the great one of the great hookers of all time? Is it a tactic to keep the pressure on himself and not on his team? Or, I'm not sure. I just think it ramps up the pressure on the club. Possibly, yeah. Um, and it, and it clearly it just isn't working for them at the moment. And it doesn't mean that the season's a write-off. They're 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 Absolutely in the they're, they've slipped to to fourth on points difference, and they've got a really tough game at St Helens this week. And they, and then I think they go to. Catalan a week after. Well, the worst thing is it's not even at St Helens as we go into the paper, it's at home. So they're even more pressure because the fans yeah. hate them and go boo all the time. Which again, if the fans are going to boo, which doesn't help because the team don't aren't playing in terms of their league position as badly as a couple of the performances have been recently. And whilst fans have every right to boo, it's just, again, exacerbating the issue. Um, you're not going to turn that around by not facing them. No, true, but I mean, I, I, I don't get the booing thing. I don't I get don't. it at all. And I never did, you know, when I used to go watch Jews as, as a child and I never understood people leaving early. We would never leave early. We would we would never boo because I just, I don't, it's not constructive. No. I appreciate people say, oh, well, I paid my money, I'm entitled to it, and I get that, but I'm no, not sure how, how that it, is going to improve. It's perspective as well. You know that you don't over cheer when you win eight games at the beginning of the season. You enjoy it. You don't boo when you lose five out of six games in the middle of the season because there's always going to be a period where you can't keep that level of mm. intensity. You're going to get injuries. Absolutely. The other thing that I hadn't realised was quite so obvious until I saw them this week was that they've lost two very important forwards mm. for different reasons. <laughs> but you know, clearly Thomas McKayley either had a better offer or wasn't settled and decided to go home and, and Josh Maguire again dragged on a little bit but mm. they can't have ever assumed at the start of the season that those two players wouldn't be a major part of their armoury you take two big forwards out by the by the time you're getting into two thirds into the season and you can't rotate in the way that you'd want to and, and I mean, you know, Paul Vaughan has been a, a fantastic overseas signing but he isn't playing at the moment as well as he was mm. playing at the beginning because if he was in Sydney he'd virtually have finished his season by now he's not mm. He's not used to playing this amount of games in that short space of time but they can't give him a rest for a week because they've lost two of their big name forwards they had another one suspended this week you know James Harrison was out so that's not mitigating but when you get that you know look at Salford over the past couple of weeks they've had three of their best players who all play in the spine unavailable and two of their worst results yeah. but why would you boo when Warrington could still win the grand final I've got to ask about George Williams. I don't think they will. No. George Williams is obviously a very good player. He's a very good player. But he can't be the reason that they've suddenly dropped off. And I still can't understand why Stefan Ratchard, who has played standoff in the past, hasn't he? He's definitely played standoff in the past. Hasn't played standoff while they're, while they're sticking anyone to play there. Dowell will be playing there next week. Actually, Ryan Sheridan would be a good bet. There you go. But, <laughs> um, no, I, I think Williams is a huge miss. And, it, and, and clearly, if you do take the person that uh, runs your team out of a side you know why are some teams playing better at the moment um, possibly even the team that beat Warrington on Thursday because they've got their two <laughs> first choice halfbacks it's just always the way a team go up and down through the season but it's very rare you know what you, you picked out Luke Gale okay. mm-hmm. he's back well you've got a halfback whose yeah. the ability is to direct a team around the pitch Will Dagger is suddenly playing 
probably some of the best rugby of his career because he's got a guy inside him who's doing all the organising and suddenly Wakefield look a different team mm. so Warrington fans and I wouldn't dream of telling them how they should support their team but also have to be aware of the fact that when you do take some key elements out you're not going to be as dominant as you were at the beginning mm. um, I, I thought the cup tie set them back mm. I don't think they've recovered from that Paul because the, they needed to win a big game and they had every opportunity to win that one and to not create enough chances with a man up for was it 74 minutes I think that put that huge question mark over the heads of everybody at the club but the, but the answer is not to boo the players who are doing it tough at the moment Thanks for all your comments during the week I was much amused by uh, Martin who was always on the comments talking about uh, the South Sand abusing refs in Yiddish in the 1920s <laughs> that was very, very amusing I don't know if they were abusing there were, there were certainly songs sung Oh, well, I may have got misread. I may have misread that. Uh, Paul apologised for turning up late. We were slightly early, so it's okay. Uh, Phil says he'd happily cancel Sky if they zone took over rugby league coverage. Some great boxing content on it. Think they'd do the same if they took on league. Uh, Paul was interviewed by Jenna before the coverage ended at uh, midnight. And uh, <laughs> Phil also says it makes a change from booing the refs. I think I always used to boo the opposition. Yeah, but there's video footage of me booing Bright Sodgers. I mean, it's not just that. I understand there were um, people sort of gesticulating behind the match official on the game at each end, and that's happened before with me at, on the BBC. I think I did a BBC game, Warrington against Wigan, I think it was, and I think it was some Wigan fans going be straight over my shoulder, you know, you're doing the usual signs that you can possibly imagine. I mean, that's not a great look for, for the sport, and certainly as a club, I think the club need to, they need to uh, tackle that issue. It does not have a good look for the club. Um, I just think I, I don't know I, it's clearly it can't be all the supporters in the, in no. the ground can it it must no. be a minority it, it, but was, it was obvious mm. at full time that a, you know it was it wasn't one section of the ground mm. it, it, it was it was quite um, noticeable and, and I think you know you've also got to give the opposition some credit that the first game of the season was a statement game for Warrington in the first half they were faultless mm. this game pretty much Leeds were faultless in the first half they, you know, they scored 16 points in 15 minutes which was the platform for ultimate victory <clears throat> but the manner in which they played and the fact that I was looking at the stats don't tell you everything and we always say that they're an indication that they're not a reason necessarily why uh, you know, if somebody intercepts and goes 100 metres they're going to have a lot of good running <laughs> but the Leeds backs combined made over 700 metres and I couldn't remember um, looking at stats seeing, seeing a combined total that high there, there will have been, you know, somebody will know that but that's because suddenly they've got two wingers playing who are taking the pressure off the forwards with the, the runs that they're making out of the backfield they've got their two First choice halfbacks feeding off each other, and a fullback then coming into the line who is yeah. who is assisting virtually every try that's being scored at the moment. You know, Nanny MacDonald came back in. Um, Louis Roberts is learning his trade, but Nanny MacDonald is an experienced international, and, and his ball carrying out of defence is pretty exceptional. And you have to pay credit to that for yeah, putting yeah. Warrington on the back foot. And again, you know, fans burn off their own team don't take into account that. It might might have had something to do with the, how well the opposition played. And Leeds pretty much started how they finished the week before, didn't they? they carried on with that that sort of momentum, with that confidence. Um, Which is exactly what they did this time last year. 
as was pointed out to Robert book the coach to Old Trafford book it now yeah, yeah. <laughs> well the problem is of course now you've got those half back partners back now that they're not for this week's yeah. Austin's band so. well unless he appeals unless he appeals uh, well done Liam Watts who's uh, back in front of the beak so well done to him it's been well he did have a week without so, so you know, well, well done to uh, Liam Watts well, well a lot of players touching referees this week according to the uh, well, a couple of cautions I saw Cameron Smith touched the referee in the Leeds game was um, that when were they he was, he was lining up defensively and, yeah. and I think you know you steady yourself you put your hands out you realise you've touched the referee I think that's why it's a, a caution rather yeah. than yeah, there, there have been charges in the past where um, I've I wondered where the charges come from because um, there are examples where you think hang on a minute something you know it was that deliberate or not I mean you don't know because you're looking the other way so you, you, you as a referee can't deal with it um, but some of them I think are just accidental but I think some are probably avoidable I haven't seen the contacts for what the, you know, the I think the again cautions, a fine is probably yeah. better than a ban at this stage but I, f- I tell you if, if you are ever bored the RFL um, operation of rules as mentioned uh, <laughs> well worth look for what you can get fined for £15,000 for having kids on the pitch in an RFL event not, not the dancing ones just like, yeah I, it's always a hot topic there after a game to avoid that whereas you see you look back at like the NRL grand final I think Mm. Families are on the pitch, and well, it's just completely different. Dennis Wise's fault, which Leeds fans will tell you, but Leeds United fans would, would agree with, because he was the first one to take his. I think he was his son up to collect the FA Cup, and thus a tradition started. Bank kids, bank kids, <laughs> just generally. Yeah, uh, Tim says sorry. Twenty-two minutes late. Staff difficulties at Hampton Wick. One for the teenagers. Cheers, Tim. You don't have to tell us if you like, you can just turn up. It, it doesn't matter. Anyone who quotes Reggie Perrin yeah. is fine by me. Fine, uh, fine. Pro- not, the, not the remake, that was a bit rubbish, but the original. There was no need for a remake. No. Sunshine desserts. Well, we've got some of caramel wafers. Who still haven't sponsored the programme. Um, anything more to say about Leeds and Warrington? I know we kind of wandered into this from. The miasma that you see YouTube scripts and we, well, wandered, yeah, and we script, wandered into it. Yeah. Script's a bad joke about Martin Sadler and then wiring crisis. <laughs> <laughs> I was on the bus and I thought I'll write some things down. I don't know why. <laughs> it, it, I mean, so Leeds are, Leeds are back. Warrington Not necessarily. Uh, Leeds' next two fixtures are Salford and Hull KR, which happen to be the two teams that are above them. So it's, it's yeah, but I mean, that, obviously Salford lost at the weekend yeah. and then and Hull KR were, were miserable, really. Mm. At Lee, so Which again, they're struggling with with injuries, aren't they? So you you probably fancy Leeds in those two games. I also think that you know we've all been sitting here going, Lee first objective attained, they're not going to get relegated. Fantastic, and like every week we're coming back going, they won again. They looked so good on Friday night, even mm. though what I mean again, what was Mikey Lewis doing? <laughs> Has he been charged? I didn't know. I missed that one. He's, not he's, he's got, um, I think, oh, again, a caution. We yeah, see, yeah. I was blown away at half time with Jordan Abdul because I thought Jordan Abdul's absolutely just thr- thrown his under, under <laughs> the bus, a double decker bus coming hurtling towards him, and he's under it because he just said, Yeah, he's done it. Like, what's, he, he didn't suggest it was a slip. No. So I, I thought, Well, this is, this is going to be a probable charge here. Um, I, th- I thought the, ref- the referee and match officials handled it sensibly because they could Simbin on the basis he delayed the restart but which what was he doing? saved a decision because but again at the start of a game you, you've gone out you've told your team this is how we want you to approach maybe the first three sets of six first of all your kick off goes out on the full 
and then you exacerbate that with a totally need. I mean, I, I have to pay credit to Tom Briscoe. He, he could have been more seriously injured. Mm. He certainly could have stayed down while he assessed whether he was. But if it had been football, it would have been rolling oh, all over the spirit of rugby league. <laughs> he's, 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 he's rolling around on the floor in the spirit of rugby league. It wasn't in the spirit. The, the challenge wasn't well in the spirit Tom of rugby league. But the, um, it just seemed a mindless act. Mm. And we know he's talented. We say, we say it every time we see him. But it's got a great try. But you can't do that and then expect your team to. Well, I can only determine if match review have not, panel have not charged, they must have determined it was accidental. Uh, I don't know. The, the, the angle from behind the post, I didn't think he, he, he had slipped, to be honest. But He had ample time mm. not to make contact. I know it was very wet, but anyway. But yeah. from that moment, Hull KR were destined not to win that game. Yeah, they, they couldn't do anything right, it. could they? I suppose the second half, I was kind of half was only half watching it. The game was over, really, wasn't it? Well, but, the, time, but the other so. credit to Lee then is that how many games have we seen where the opposition have gone out to twelve that they've been the better team, mm. uh, and Lee ensured that they weren't. And yeah, you know, Pappy again, brilliant. Lamb they, again, brilliant. They play some attractive rugby as well, don't they? they? Do. Yeah, they do. Yeah. They're, they're going to be more annoyed that they conceded. Well, I don't think they were that annoyed because they went second on points well, difference, and they're above Wigan. So, well, yeah, I saw Andy Burnham jumping on the bandwagon <laughs> uh, on Twitter. He was the former MP for Lee, wasn't he? Yes. Yeah, but I know MPs are rugby league. I don't trust them. Don't, <laughs> do not trust them. Should Dame now? I don't know if that's doing with getting the stadium, but Dame Andrew. <sighs> you won't be there for much longer. No, thank God. Um, is there a spirit of rugby league? Do we have any kind of moral code that we decided to invent as kind of covering over the cracks of you know, racism and sexism and everything else? That family sport. Family sport, yeah, there is. Which doesn't We exist. do have one. Yeah, we do. Oh, rugby league fa- the rugby league family. The rugby league family comes together, Phil, in times of... It does. Rugby sometimes. league is a family game. It, it is. is that announcement that comes out. It isn't a panacea. Rugby league is a family yeah. game. I, th- I think um, the, we're, we're not here to talk cricket, nor should we, perhaps. But Johnny Bairstow's tackle on the protester, good. Johnny Bairstow getting stumped, not good. Leeds Rhinos didn't send a tweet out about that. But also, if you want a winning mentality, look at the Aussies, it's sport. Mm. Gonna win? You, you win. This is the Ashes. It, it doesn't matter whether they're pragmatic. They appear to be 2 0 up. Isn't that what sport's And their, their previous um, cheating. Uh, the, the underarm gave us the great Richie Benno rant which is one of the great pieces of sports broadcasting and cricket certainly needs someone like Richie Benno these days like anyway that. we're not talking about no we're not so there's no threat of rugby league so that's good so we can't we can't claim some kind of moral high ground like they do in, in rugby union uh, and then well that's all taken apart isn't it fairly quickly but you can't in professional sport because oh, it's all about winning if Wakefield won every game 1-0 and stayed up okay that's what we said about John Keir last week he plays a style of rugby if it gets results you're not bothered if you're in mid-table and you're not doing anything well it was a bit like the scrum trap that was a gentleman's agreement between the coaches that they wouldn't do it and then one club broke rank and then it just spread like a cancer there you go the there you go so no spirit no. spirit of the salary cap that, that, that I think and the salary cap we're having th- three marquee players this year next year but again how many breaches of the salary cap have we seen fined or points deducted Documentaries made lauding the clubs. So Lee are second. They are above Wigan, who also won against Huddersfield Giants, who could get dragged into this now because they, well, they, they could lose the St. Whitefield in two weeks. Yeah, it's their heritage round. And I, as I said to everyone on the Twitter yesterday, go, go down with your Sheffield Eagles shirts on. <laughs> line them up. So Huddersfield go to Catalan, which you would think they may well struggle this weekend, yep. and then they've got Whitefield. 
with the, the whole new Luke Gale Will Dagger axis of terror in the middle. But that could, you know, everyone's been saying, oh, we need to get to August and it's the mm-hmm. Wakefield Castleford game. I'm not saying Huddersfield will get dragged no. into this, but again, I thought it relatively odd that Ian Watson was prepared to almost praise his team not getting beaten as badly <laughs> as they had the week before. And not this, quite as crap as we th- were. This isn't having a go at Ian Watson, and, and I think, again, Matty Pete got that wrong. I, I think it's. Um, admirable that one coach should come out in support of another but if you honestly thought that the media would not question <laughs> what is going on at Huddersfield then you know that's news value it's just people doing their job isn't it yeah you know it must be it must be and when difficult Jen, when Jenna coach. said on Sky Justin Holbrook's being linked with these three jobs and Huddersfield immediately come out and make a statement you have to then follow that up and say well yeah mm. and, and against Leeds when Ian Watson we said this last week gave a really honest frank and open interview he addressed the idea that he felt he might be under pressure and it would be understandable if he was so again this week um, Jake Connors back in suddenly is fit um, proved his fitness in a week yeah <laughs> Um, it's a long term thing but it's not quite that long term because he's back Uh, and and again speaking to a journalist that was at the game wasn't brilliant penalised in possession I believe (laughs) March 10 but again Ian Watson defending the fact that he thought he had a pretty decent game I I don't think anything's changed with Huddersfield and I don't think it will next week but they really need to be looking at that's a huge game game. against Wakefield because if Wakefield uh, win that they're, they're, they're what two points behind Cass and what, potentially only no, hub- no hubris for me because I've seen enough bad games against Huddersfield in the past that I'm not going to get excited about that but has, has there been more dissent recently is that something that I've just noticed on TV more than usual so I've seen a couple of players being marched back and it's, I don't know if it's just I'm not paying attention or no I don't I don't know what the stats would be I don't I don't know the stats I don't think it's any more than, than normal really. just, and, I, and I, again it's such a great penalty <laughs> you know, like why other sports, particularly the the round ball one, have not followed that? You know, if, if you commit a, a foul on the edge of the area and you surround the referee and abuse him, and suddenly that becomes a penalty, mm. why, why doesn't football introduce something like that? Because people who come from countries that don't have rugby as a sport don't understand the concept. That's genuinely one of the reasons given. Even though. It's not really. A, it's, not a, it's not a concept. Descent is descent. But the marching forward ten metres is a is a concept. So, yeah, I think it's a brilliant. Rule. I've always yeah. thought it was brilliant. It's a territorial game, though, rugby league, isn't it? It was mm-hmm. unlike football. Um, you know, so if you give an extra ten metres in football, it's now the end of that. Unless so, it's in the penalty. No, true, but um, that's a that's a significant upgrade, isn't it? Well, they could book players for descent, which they don't seem to do. Yeah. No, I don't. I don't think it's on the increase. I just like it. Uh, Chris is in Scarborough watching us loving the scarf can you see the uh, sea from where he is, is it? he's having fish and chips well so you would if you were in Scarborough I mean, imagine that it's, it's June uh, July it's sunny you're in Scarborough watching us I mean, what, what's going wrong Chris? fish and chips what's going mm. wrong yeah some of these things are good some are not that good um, St Helens beat Castleford 22 nil, so they get to t- keep Tom Maguire so that's good for Saints Apparently um, slightly more convincing than the scoreline because of the conditions. Um, Paul Weldon's really happy with his team that they got back to nilling aside, but Andy last criticising the six again. 
which has been in for how many years now? Yeah, I'm not know. sure that's the root cause of <laughs> Castle the world. He could have criticised the try because there was an obstruction on a try. Uh, was that the Wellesby one? I can't remember who scored it. it was, I think was it came from a scrum, I think. Yeah, I think Wellesby comes yeah, back inside. The, 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 the Although there was place. a horrendous missed tackle on Wellesby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, a lot. I mean, the, the, the Castleford defender didn't make much of an effort to, to work around that def- that attacker. And not, he shouldn't have to do, by the way, but you know he didn't make that much of an effort to, to try and uh, make the tackle. But that probably should have been no try. But, but nevertheless, you know, to, to not score any points... Probably speaks volumes, doesn't it? Who did um, think Wakefield earlier in the season? What's going on? I don't know. I don't, I, I don't know whether you, if you're going to criticise referees, I think you have to pick your, your, your game, don't you? I remember <laughs> Not Derek, when you've lost twenty. Yeah. I, I seem to remember Derek Beaumont having a go uh, Chris Kendall a few years ago. And I think I'm not sure if I can't what the scoreline was, but I just thought I was amazed that he, he chose that game on that day to, to criticise. They got hammered. Always better from the point of view of winning. Yeah. Say, well, we may have won, but there is a couple of things yeah. I'm not too happy yeah. about. Congratulations to Derek, by the way, because Lee are now the world champions. Because the Lineal World Championship was held by Hull KR and now is Lee. So they are the world champions. Yeah, I didn't understand that tweet. What did that mean? So when St Helens beat Penrith, they became the Lineal World Champions. The Lineal? Well, they were the actual World Champions. And they were the actual World Champions. Okay. So when they lost to... Was it Leeds? I think it was Leeds were the first team they lost to, so they became the World Champions. Oh, I see. Like boxing. Right. <laughs> okay. We could when, go back to 1976, it, but I can't be When bothered. he used to play Paul in the pub, it was known as Winner Stays On. Yeah. Oh, so I Lee are now, right. Lee are yeah, now right. the World Champions. Which if, we, if Derek finds out, he'll make a big thing about it. So that's that's good. Well, Castleford's next game is at home to Lee, isn't it? Yeah, so again, so the, they yeah. could become the world champions again because Cass won it when they beat Leeds. But it, you know, again, Cass are going into a game where if everyone is fit for Leeds, that's going to be a big test. Paul was at the Saints game. It was heavy going as a spectacle. A few de- decisions went against Cass, but Cass were utterly clueless in attack. There you go. So all those six agains that were given against them or whatever. I'm trying to get the stats. Riley Dean made his debut. So if Riley Dean is good enough to play for Castleford <laughs> and Warrington are short of a half-back while George Williams is out. Mm. Rhetorical question, because yeah. you know, yeah. for Warrington fans out there, why would you not recall Riley Dean if he's good enough to play in Super League? I love it when the first words you read about the match report are attritional. So we know exactly <laughs> what Saints and, and Castleford are like. Just on that penalty count, though, 4-5 to Cass. Six against three two to Saints, so it's hardly as if there was, you know, it, the game at Wakefield on. I think he was suggesting it was inconsistent, so he wasn't quite sure when it was going to be given and when it wasn't given. Which well, I'm not sure his team were making enough what? attacking threat for that to be. No, I, I just don't think you know. I mean, yeah, people are, crit- are critical sometimes of the, of the six again, and and there is sometimes debate around consistency of rook offences, whether they be penalties in the old money or or six agains, but. I, I don't buy. I don't buy the argument that ultimately they lost twenty-two nil because of because of the application of six again. Paul Rowling, it says he described the performance from Salford as the worst in his year and a half tenure. I mean, I could have not read that because I was there and I heard him say those words. He did not once blame the penalty count, which was twelve-three to Wakefield, uh, and uh, Salford got a six, a six again. So well done to Salford on that, but. Uh, as you mentioned about when Leeds went to Wakefield, I mean, it's, it's great timing for Wakefield's performances because when Leeds went there, all the best players have gone. Salford go there, best players not on the pitch. Now, Salford weren't good, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying, uh, you know, it's, they were, it's only because they missed players, but it was a good performance from Wakefield. 
Dagger and Gale played well together. Max Jarrett was very good. Tom Lynham saved a couple of tries, apparently. I mean, he was at the other end of the pitch, so I couldn't see it. The Flying Slug, as the Twitter feed called him. Not me. Um... Super Wakefield, there you go. So have they turned a corner? Well, I mean, it's difficult to say, isn't it? Because then they lost the old car in between those. So, and they've got Wigan this Friday. Right Wigan, Wigan are quite good, aren't they? So, mm. you pick your battles, don't you? Well, I think that's where they're at, isn't it? They're, yeah. You know, they're not going to throw the towel in, by the way, against no, Wigan, no. but I, I, they won't be banking on that as a win. No, but I think Saints have got Huddersfield absolutely. the week after. Yeah. I mean, would you huge. would you play Luke Gale knowing that he's probably not fully fit? I probably wouldn't. David Fafit is obviously still. Well, he is. Would you would you risk him in a game where you don't really need him? I, th- I think the unsung. But it depends how many players they've got to bring in because there's not many players. I think the unsung hero at the moment is Max Jarrett, which is great. Not enough people are saying well, his great. return um, has also sparked a little bit of a revival. But he's such a a good player. He reads the play really, really well. He's never been given an extended run mm. under various coaches in what might be his favoured position at fullback, but to me he looks very, very accomplished. And Did he make the first long-range break? That yes. Or was it the second I think he was involved in one of them, yeah. Uh, went on the outside of his man and... Um, I, was, it, was it, yeah, it was the first try. Liam Kay was in yeah. support on his inside. Who was again, nice he, needs a huge amount of credit, Liam Kay. Is there a position that he hasn't played in? <laughs> there can't be too many people <laughs> no. that sign as a fullback, play on the wing, double as a hooker and played loose forward hmm. I'm, I'm a big Max Jarrett fan I mean the great news for the club is if they do get relegated they've signed him up on a contract so they could probably get a, you know, 20 quid for him or whatever from whoever needs a fullback but I'm not sure relegation's a foregone conclusion oh no it's not it's it definitely it's, isn't it's, a, it's, it's not the word momentum because obviously momentum yeah. doesn't exist but in the balance of things as I said, I said a few weeks ago there's a lot of negativity around Castleford now there's a lot of negativity around Wakefield as well when they lost 12 in a row but I think there's also a, when you looked at things at the start of the season it looks like where Wakefield were going to finish was probably going to be bottom of the table Mark Applegarth interestingly said in the press conference that the lesson they've learned is don't have a small squad because you need more players and that's a problem for Salford at the minute Paul Rowley saying in the press comes afterwards they can't bring anywhere there's no one one of Lee's great advantages is that they probably have the smallest squad but they've got the most number of players that have played yeah they have a press I'll say they've got away with it that's not no they haven't there there are some clubs that have horrendous years with injury there are others that have a settled squad that tend not to get injured but if you do have a small squad and it hits you there's no way you can go um, well, that's luck, isn't it? That's yeah, uh, really, by and large, that's down uh, to luck. The, un- the interesting thing was listening to some of the Lee players this week, because obviously they're on telly, so they a couple of features about them, saying, we don't train that much. We knew we had a small squad. We're very intense when we train. But we don't train every day. And you suddenly think, that that's management, isn't it? That That's making the best of a limited resource. Yeah, that's being sensible, isn't it? I mean, but, Hull are know. a little bit the same. Hull, Hull is slightly different this year, but they used to performed brilliantly up to the halfway point and then blow up now they're, they're, they didn't perform as well in the early part of the season but they look pretty so you look at people like Chris Satay now and Liggy Sow and they look at stronger now than they did at the start of the season mm. which has to be a credit to conditioner Jason Davison but also Tony Smith managing the squad um, you, we know what we want to achieve at the end because hang in there long enough and the end is the, the bit that really matters um, and, and you know whilst Catalan um, clearly are, are a very very good team at the moment deservedly four points clear at the top you know Hull who 
again, listening to the commentary and listening to Tony Smith afterwards, acknowledged that his side were relatively fortunate to be in the game at half-time. Mm. They scored two two tries right on the hooter, yeah. one of which was an interception. But you've still got to be around doing that sort of stuff to, to put yourself in the game. The second half became a, a bit of a war, which is to Hull's credit, they weren't doing that when they were losing their seven matches. So Hull, in that little group with Leeds and Hull KR, just outside the playoffs, Salford obviously losing game, they won't say expected to win, but they probably thought they were done better than they would have done. Level on points with Saints, who do have that game in hand still against Huddersfield. When is that going to be played? Well, we're running out of time, because they, they kept saying, oh, it'll be in a couple of And now they're, having to, move, mm-hmm. now they're having to move football game, uh, move matches to Huddersfield Town have decided to. Now, surely, they should block off those... Well, no, of course they don't, it doesn't matter, does it? Interesting whole derby this weekend, though, mm-hmm. because if Hull were to win that, and remember what happened in the first one this year, when they were humiliated and embarrassed mm. but if they were to win then that dynamic about on the edge of the playoffs you know holes could be at the expense of Hull KR Sunday lunchtime perfect for all the clubs to stick on on the telly before their matches in the Championship and League 1 if there aren't issues with traffic which saw Oldham and Workington uh, postponed um, is, all the, is all the Super League I think we've, we've, I think we've mentioned everything haven't we? there wasn't any there weren't any major talking points coming out they'll get no one's t- uh, you know Sworn at a referee or drop something on their head deliberately or anything. So it's all a bit. Some matches happen. Some results were good. Some were not so good for other teams. I think the element of unpredictability is still there this mm. week, and more, more so for Wake, Wakefield's fantastic performance. Um, and that's what we want. We're looking at fixtures for next week and not really knowing who the favourites are. Friday night, Castle eight o'clock, seven forty-five. Wakefield. We're gonna, it's seven forty-five. Kickoffs are nice because you are finished. You know, the, the coaches come in, do the bit. You, you go off and you go home. Um, Fish and chips. Yeah. yeah. Sean Wayne, we're booking the coaches just in case we do beat Wigan on uh, Friday. Warrington Saints on the telly. Saturday, Catalans, Huddersfield. Sunday, Hull Car Hull FC at 12 o'clock. Salford Leeds at 3. So you can watch one. You can listen on Radio Salford. Merseyside and then listen on Radio Manchester. Published today. 150 years of the Salford Red Devils. Some of rugby's most revered names have worn the famed red jersey, including Harry Eagles, who played in every match of the inaugural British Rugby Tour to Australasia in 1888. It says on the back there. Must be true. I don't know if there's a picture of him on the front. Do they have photographs in 1888? What do the stars represent? Um, Number of championships. Right. This is the great thing about sport. You can just make it up. Mm. You have as many stars on your shirt and make up what they're for. Wait till they've got two, because we won two championships. But they also have it on the, the women's team shirt who haven't won any <laughs> But it's alright. I mean, I'll, I'll say that. I, I, I'm not 100% sure. Leeds haven't got any stars on the show. I mean, they've won how many? Wiggins, I think, represent World Club Challenges they've won or something. And we're selling it from Italy, haven't we? So where they have Leeds used to have flags at the top of the goalpost representing the number of times they've won the championship. But now they've too many goalposts now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Castle have got no flags. No, no titles. Um, in Italy, they have a star when they win ten Serie A titles, because there was a whole controversy when Juventus got stripped of some, um, so they had to take off a star. But then, and they got a different badge for winning the cup and this and that and the other. Speaking of uh, teams being banned for stuff, have you heard about the drug Olympics that are going to happen? Some Australian fellows, no. some Australian fellows decided, right lads, what we need to do 
the Olympics, it's great, right? You know, higher, faster, stronger, whatever it is in French, doesn't matter. But we all know some of them not quite on the level. Well, let's just say, forget health and safety, take whatever you want. Interesting. The chemical Olympics. Yeah. So, not terrible idea, not for health-wise, but, you know, as a freak show, we're all interested in freak shows. Would you? How fast can you? And how long can you throw the javelin? These are the things we need to know. But thank goodness we don't have that in rugby league. Right. The championship. What a set of results happened this weekend. Batley won at Barrow by twelve in points the, in to the six. Last minute. Mm-hmm. Nil nil at half time. Always loving nil nil. But that was a light kickoff, wasn't it? Of. The, was it the M6 or was, was it the women's that was the no, late kick because the women should have played first and yeah. they had to play afterwards yeah they kicked off on time that one. yeah Whitehaven Fev kicked off late because of the thing and Fev won 16-0 in that one Alden worked in the one didn't happen because working and got stuck uh, Bradford beat Keithley 74-12 and you to would, a hat you would worry about Keithley at the moment now definitely dragged into a relegation back definitely yeah that's a big big loss not that Bradford might have put 74 points on another team but you look again at um, what, what was the score at Keithley? Was it something like forty points to six in Keithley's favour? In, uh, in Keithley's favour, yeah. That, that's a massive turnaround, and, it, and it's a big score to put on a, such a narrow field. I was thinking, quite <laughs> impressed that a, t- a side can do that, to be honest. But yeah, I, I'd be concerned if I was Keithley, particularly given that Newcastle result a couple mm. of weeks ago. And, yeah, they got the win against Whitehaven. I, I didn't think it was entirely convincing. They didn't never really kill the game off. Um, they've they? got an enormous game against York this week and York had a tremendous mm-hmm. result didn't yeah, they I mean, after, after the defeat in midweek at Whitehaven which I think was last minute as well it was late on Yeah, um, you wouldn't have expected them to bounce back with a win against yeah. Halifax and they had a few hours as well yeah, so very good played three games in a week where Andrew Henderson spent 28-18 at the uh, LNER Simon Rick's not impressed with his side very honest in his mm. post-match analysis. I, mean, I think, having said that, on Keith, that I just think there's so many teams in the mix there that it's mm. going to go yeah. towards the end of the season in the last, probably, probably even the last game of the season, isn't it? But it is strange how fortunes have changed at the club. Mm. You know, the coach isn't there, Dane Chisholm now isn't there. Um, don't you think that's a strange signing for Featherstone because they don't really yes. need him, yeah. and it's just an additional wage that. I don't see the point of. They lost well. They lost Luke Gale, didn't they? Of course, Keithley. They signed him. He, yeah. he didn't play that many games, and then the, the captain from last year went. I think he went to Newcastle, didn't he? He said yeah. he left the club. Brendan, so if you go to uh, York. No, I'm thinking of the halfback. Oh right, uh, I'm trying to remember his name. And I've forgotten him. He he left the club. So the halfback that they you know, won promotion with was no mm. longer there. They sort of signed Gale, and he left. So oh, and then obviously they got rid of the coach. Yeah, yeah I think it was. Yeah. Um, said something just seems a bit hmm. so that's a game with two clubs without a permanent coach Bradford haven't appointed the coach have they are no have, have I missed that but you can't see them you can't see them so you can't see them appointing one can you no but the, way look, the way they've turned, the, turned it around and I don't think Lee Greenwood wants the role full time which is why he's not put his name forward but I think you know they've said to him you know with Brian Noble doing your recruiting um, mm. is there any reason why we should change anything before the end of the season no there isn't carry on Les is here to correct me thanks Les uh, they do need a half at Fev because Ford's injured so there you go um, New- uh, London 56 Newcastle 10 on Riley Dean went to Newcastle 
Um, at Ebsfleet. The home of uh, the Australian fellow who's been on the podcast from Hunslet. Damien Irvine? Oh, right. Is he at Ebsfleet? Uh, yeah. yeah. And Ebsfleet, should Is it Kent? Yes. Yeah. Kent and Victor return all. But in, interesting that they should go to Kent and uh, got a crowd of 1,200. Mm. Decent crowd for London. Mm. Maybe they should be a nomadic Their side. Their next game is at Ebsfleet as well. A bit like, bit like a cricket side who travel around the, the area. I don't know. And yeah, I think they're playing Toulouse at Ebsfleet this week. What has happened to Swinton Lions? 22 10 down at half time to Sheffield. We know we're a decent team, obviously, they're fourth in the table. And then they go and win 30 points to 22. Two wins in a row. I spoke to their yeah. celebrity fan. Yes. Who was watching the cricket. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's probably got to write about it or talk about it somewhere. Yeah, remarkable result there. I mean, although Sheffield had a strange result a few weeks ago. I'm trying to remember. I'm trying to remember. Was it Whitehaven they lost at mm. home to? So it just shows the unpredictability of the competition. Which is fantastic. Yeah. The uncertainty about outcome, I'm afraid. It's right. He's excited when you when you. I mean, it's not good if you're having a bet on the handicaps or whatever. You know what's going on here, and you go for this and that and the other. Certainly, if you bat salt, uh, Sheffield and you're looking at half time, you're thinking, "Well, it's all right, is it?" And then Newcastle Whitehaven's a big game this week as well, isn't it? Towards the bottom end, we're almost in last chance territory for for Newcastle. I think uh, Toulouse beating Widnes, forty much to twenty eight. Toulouse who are now homeless. Thanks to, thanks to uh, the Japanese Rebunion team. The French and Rebunion. They, they, you know, sugar, and the best sugar. wishes to Luke who has had to step down from the presidency of the French Federation for for health reasons. We, we wish him well because he seems a good guy. Um, League One, that was it. Um, Hunslet beat Doncaster. Another big result for the Hunslet. Big result because it puts them now in the mix for um, playoff places. I don't, you know, I don't think anybody other than Dewsbury will get promoted. Right. But where you well, finish for your playoff places is going to be pretty crucial. On the Hunslet now on the heels of Doncaster after that. I mean, I don't know what. Obviously, I've not seen the game, but that sounds like some performance from the Hurricanes, leading at half time sixteen four and only losing by five points to the in league the leaders late on. Yeah, who only had. 12 men for part of the game because um, Paul Sykes Paul was Sykes in the same yeah. well, it's, oh, it's one of those games where he's going to score I think Liam Finn made mention of some uh, errors that he'd made in team selection honest yeah um, but they got lucky there Dewsbury it's one of those games where you think when you see a scoreline like that at half time you think well Dewsbury will run away with this in the second yeah. half because they've got the experience they're, they're a better team but didn't quite have them, but they still got the points, which is the most important thing. As did North Wales, thirty-two twenty-four over Rochdale. Rochdale now the uh, the lowest of the uh, traditional sides in the pyramid, mm-hmm. because below them are the Hurricanes, Cornwall, and London. And what a big game that is on Saturday now! This is the game you want in our league. You pay four ninety-five. London Scholars versus Cornwall, worst two teams in the comp. This is what you want to see, uh, but it's not on there. Uh, Broncos versus Toulouse kicking off just before. They should they should have played that as a double header. I don't understand. I mean, I'm, again, I'm just throwing things out yeah, there. I don't understand. I, I think, again, if you're looking at making a rugby league event, that there has to be. What is the point of them almost kicking off some of the things? <laughs> I think North Wales, again, are a, another example of a team that started the season really poorly, mm. didn't they? Lose something like the first six games. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and now they're in a playoff place. And 
have hit some form and, and are known lads themselves yeah they didn't play it. I think they played a couple of games now away from their usual Chester Rugby Union yeah, like yeah and mm. Hurricanes are at Derby this yeah. week yeah I didn't mention that on the radio don't I uh, we'll have to remember that um, in in the Championship on Saturday uh, on Sunday rather Batley Halifax Featherston Swinton Keithley York Newcastle Whitehaven and Sheffield Barrow so Keithley York obviously the Andrew Henderson Derby so that's Batley Halifax sounds really yeah. exciting because again you know, Halifax need to respond um Batley have not been convincing the last couple of weeks losing mm. at London and just winning at Barrow so that that's a game that I'd go to League if One if it wasn't magazine for <laughs> well, that's because I've got to write some words I, write, some I, words. I wrote some yesterday I've got about I've done about six let's say one of the two of you has already had their page yeah. set yeah. and the other hasn't I've yeah done, I did mine a couple of weeks ago I'd get the uh... I did start it and then I got distracted and I've written I've written <laughs> 600 words I had a break on my break yesterday with but yeah, but so how many of them will be in there? That's well, <laughs> probably hardly any of them as usual, but some of them might be. Uh, I mean, I know one word which won't be in there, but we'll see if it, see if it gets the, makes the cut. Um, Midlands versus Hunter in League One, Oldham North Wales, and Workington versus Rochdale. Monday, it's back on the telly. Witness Bradford in the Battle of Teams Without Coach. John Keir Darling. They should get him on but the no telly. John get him on the telly. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm not via play, so I'm, I'm getting eating pies at half time with Emma Jones. I don't know. Um, that's that's the men's rugby this week. There's no wheelchair games by the way this week, no. but not in the uh, Super League. But yeah. Leeds uh, London coming up on Saturday. That'll be good. I mean, I'm gonna have to be in two places. Top of the table, top of the table, flash. Yeah, but might not be some people. Some people might be missing. We'll talk about that next week. I think there'll be at least two yeah. who normally are involved in the blue and amber camp who may well be at a Southwest London tennis tournament. Oh, I said they'd be watching London Broncos or something. No um, guests of honour. The circles these people mix. Everyone, everyone we come into contact with goes into like these further exciting worlds, and you know, I, every time I go on Instagram, young uh, Miss Prim, she's always off bloody eating free food she, somewhere. She's at, yeah, some <laughs> taster restaurant. Yeah, on that. Note. Well, like the number one podcast in Mexico. Filming the courses. <laughs> I used to be on. I used to be on national radio. Films, edited magazines and stuff, and written books. And you're a referee. So, was. We don't get invited to taste the menu no. still. <laughs> really want free food. We don't bother about anything else. How do we become an influencer? Um, when Paul, are we doing the fish and chip challenge? I know we need to do that again, don't we? Uh, Paul says, Who is Swinton? Celebrity fan. I mean, that's just disrespectful, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It's just disrespectful. The fabulous late Martin Kelmer. You haven't got his book on the table, have you? Oh, no, we haven't. Oh, it's been usurped. Swinton's yeah. been usurped by Salford. Yeah. I'll never live it down. In the Women's Super League this week, there were some big scorelines. St Helens beat Huddersfield 66-0. Huddersfield managed to find some players who haven't gone off to play for St Helens. Oh, gone to Leeds. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the problem is, and I, I understand the argument that we need to equalise the teams in the Women's Super League. But, on the flip side, if a player is any good in the men's Super League, who plays for, say Wakefield, I'll use my own team as an example. Say someone's good at Wakefield, I don't know, like Tom Johnson, and then a bigger club comes in, like and he thinks, Man's right. you know, fancy that. The challenge, because we know the players have got the same time going for the money, or the 50 quid they get at Leeds or whatever, because people have overblown that completely. And the problem for Huddersfield is, and now I don't want to pick on Huddersfield, because that's unfair. The problem for the 
clubs that aren't St Helens and Leeds and York and Wigan is Moynton maybe Club, clubs who take things more seriously is the wrong word as well Less isn't professional. it if I see you know St Helens put out content Leeds put out content York put out obviously loads of content but if you if you play at a park pitch and you we can play you in a park or you can play at the Totally Wicked Stadium you might win something might get to win I understand that not every club can play at their home venue. I understand that, so it's not a different saying. But no, but it's going to be an incentive if you. If I'm not getting paid, and I can go and not get paid here or here where things are slightly better. He says, "66 nil Saints one." So that's good for them. Uh, they play Warrington this week in the uh, Jody Cunningham Derby, Emily Ridge Derby. Um. Huddersfield played York. York having uh, beaten Wigan 40 points to 6. Warming up nicely for that semi-final against St Helens, aren't they, uh, York? I know uh, Tamajay Sally picked up an injury at some point in the game. Obviously, it wasn't too bad. Um, Wigan versus Leeds. Leeds having beaten Warrington 88 now. So Caitlin Beams is back. Wigan against Leeds this week before they meet in the Challenge Cup? Yes. Will we learn anything from that? Yes. You're not sure? No, no, we probably will. Leeds minus 20 on the handicap for the semi-final. NRLW first trial this week. Did uh, you watch the... Uh, North Queensland yeah. with um, um, Frank Goldthorpe. Got beaten by the Gold Coast. It's better than playing for West Tigers. But it? even their pre-season friendly games are mm-hmm. live streamed. You can yeah. watch it. Yeah. Four quarters. No commentary, one camera. Didn't matter. It's better you than Fran Goldthorpe, make her debut. For, well, not make her debut. Her yeah. first appearance. Her first appearance. Sometimes no commentary is better than commentary. Uh, great result for Lee Leopard yesterday, beating Barrow 14-0 away from home. Went top of the league, didn't they? Mm-hmm. Bradford beat Cass. Or the Cass will win it at half-time. Keep going, Cass. 16-40 Bradford and Fairford beat uh, Salford 30 points to 10 so you would have expected Featherson to be up at the uh, top end of the table and they are third indeed in that division you'd rather be in group 2 than group 1 and that's where you feel sorry for Huddersfield because they've kind of I don't think got promoted by accident but they've taken the poison chance yeah there aren't in so that's all and, and uh, London Broncos beat the army 40 points to 10 this week it's the Cardiff Demons versus the Thurrock T-Birds great name and the London Broncos versus the Golden Ferns I'm assuming they're from are they Gloucester yeah. what happened to the uh, Old Ferns mm. and Oxford mm. so Oxford versus Toronto was the first mm. well they're back of course not, not just the made up uh, except not just the, someone's bought the badge <laughs> and uh, it's, it's exciting news the Wolfpack now they, they, they aren't coming back they can't come back that that experiment, that thing, that shit, it's been and gone. I'm afraid. Same. West Tigers, they're the worst team in uh, world rugby of any kind. Seventy-four nil. Teams don't get beat seventy-four nil in there. Well, it's yeah, no, the best competition in the world. Another one got beat sixty-six nil. What's going on? The it's not supposed to happen in the NRL. Yeah. Phil Gold's getting a lot of stitch. We can't see it because he's blocked his own shit. Has he? 
<laughs> you brought us a while ago, I still don't know why. Uh, oh, no, hey. Talking of the NRL. Yes. Selwyn Cobber. Which is a great name, isn't it? He sounds like he should be, uh, if they do a reboot, as they say, of Last of the Summer Wine, he's one of your first <laughs> names. Stop selling Compo. That's <laughs> first name on the list. Did you see his match winning time? On the last tackle. Yeah. That was a stroke of genius. If it's on YouTube or. I'm sure it's probably already on NRL.com or whatever it might be. Search it out. Let's say, do you already see a gap between the women's NRL and the women's Super League? It was already there before. Yeah. yeah. This is what it is, but there's there's nothing there's nothing necessarily wrong with that because that's going to be the case. Now, should it? Can we close that gap somehow? Probably, but it, there's an interesting thing going to happen now in sport with if money is getting tighter for everyone, and we saw with. Unless you're Saudi Arabia. Unless you're Saudi Arabia. I don't think they're interested in women's rugby league. I don't know. Something tells me yeah. they're not. Something tells me that may be a problem for them. I don't know. I don't know. They're not going to be wearing uh, any armbands, are we, in, in Saudi Arabia? But money's getting tight or whatever. Um, we saw when. I can't remember if it was or Worcester when they went to the wall. The women's team that day. We're not, we're not bringing them back then. They're not, they're not interested in that. So for all these sports and team you know the, the netball super league went without the sponsor this year I noted on their coverage at the end of the year so that's a, a financial hole to plug I don't know how much money's in netball I assume not much but it is going to be interesting to see and we've seen it in football with Reading getting rid of their women's not getting rid of them but going from paying them to not paying them it's going to be interesting to see if there is a cut in money and I know Foundations are more involved in the women's game than the the club side of things, but it's going to be interesting to see how, if there is any squeeze on money, how that affects everything that isn't the men's super league. Not saying it's right or wrong, I can understand why it will happen if it does happen, but we do have an opportunity with everything that is new after the World Cup. We've seen the the numbers about you know the, obviously the main headlines came out were RFL loses loads of money. But the increasing participation numbers in the various forms of the game that aren't the men's super league are positive to the sport. The LTA banging onto ten percent of the nation pick up a tennis racket every year, and then they put it down again straight after Wimbledon. You know, but people are actually going out and playing these variants of the sport, and maybe one day in the future we can make some money out of it. Everyone can make some money out of it, but I don't know. Oh, Les has missed bits of the program. It's supposed to be working. That's what you're doing. Another poll. How many polls have we got watching the programme? T-Birds are also one of the main reunion women's teams in the London Essex area. So it can, it's the summer. Their season's over. It was interesting when they, they did the PR stuff on... They've changed the name of the women's reunion competition and, and they were talking about it being sustainable and things. I'm thinking, interesting choice of word there. The NRLW could be, for Rugby League, one of the biggest things we've got because it could be, if it isn't already, the biggest women's rugby competition in the world. Club rugby competition. But I like the way that they built it, which slowly. is slowly yeah. and sustainably. So that even state of origin, one game, big game, crowds up to 10,000, make it two games. Some consternation that the winner is an aggregate. 
didn't matter. <laughs> two fantastic games between two teams that were very, very close. In the end, it was one on points difference. They're talking about 2025, it'll be three games. But they haven't gone straight to three games. Um, the NRLW competition, it was four teams to start with, then it was six, now it's ten. It's, it's building in such a way that you'd think it is going to be a major plank of... Yeah, if, if clubs are live streaming their women's games in, in, a, in as friendlies and we're watching them over here, that's a saleable product. That has a commercial value. Yeah, I agree. And I, I don't know why they why they introduce a Super League two. I don't know if you, how you can have a Super League one and I a think, Super League two. I think that just devalues. Well, I think the problem was is the they went too quickly with Super League having X number of teams in there that you can't roll back and say well, actually no we'll get rid of these teams and call them the championship now because you've already called it Super League so. but that was ob- that was obvious because you know, there's not a huge number of women playing the sport it's growing it's gone up 6 exactly yeah, in, absolutely. In, in absolutely. 10, no, it's great years, it's great so it might be, but, yeah. but as you say if you adopt the NRL model and you gradually improve it and then and you then don't you... have your players you know in, at, at two clubs or now three clubs or whatever it may be but also you've got other clubs now wanted to be part of it who are, set, who are being told you can't just come in you know you've got to ha- you've got to have a certain standard mm. bar that you've got to hit so if you are um, I don't know um, let's think of a team that probably w- North Sydney and you want to be in the Women's Super League you know that you can't just apply you, you know the, the 10 teams are in there are absolutely elite well you know what is your development path how many players have you got playing at what standard are your players playing how much you know money have you got to mm. put into your salary it's, again it's whereas because we need teams to make a division look like it's bigger than it is would you say yeah come in we're not paying you anything you don't need to uh, lodge anything you don't mm. need to have a certain number of people playing but we'll call you a Super League team if you if you vague, you know, we need to look at a proper development pathway. Cardiff have been a great success this year. They're not ready, probably, to play week in, week out against a St Helens or um, a York, but they probably could hold their own with Huddersfield or Warrington. There's, there's supposed to be a team coming up, isn't there, from the the south into mm-hmm. the, the national competition next year? I think the, we just have an opportunity where. There might be different audiences for wheelchair rugby league and women's rugby league to men's rugby league. As we've seen, women's football seems to have a different audience to, to men's football. There could be different audiences out there, which means different sponsors. This, this one might be there. I guess you know, it's good that we have a sponsor who's willing to put their name to three competitions. I how financially good that is for the spot, I don't know, but it's better than not having a sponsor at all. So at least it could, and, and you turn on the TV, it's over for Betfred, and there's. Courtney Winfield Hill holding the trophy up and you think how did this happen this, this wasn't the way it was five years ago when we were at Warrington and you're having an argument with some people in the reception at the Hellbell Jones yeah. coming, coming up to the anniversary of that so that's, that's my career that, that's, you, the, that's the you should have filmed the argument in the uh, yeah, that was the highlight of my career that's just all, all no disrespect all downhill since then <laughs> uh, so this has happened I feel, I feel like there's no there's no need for us to just talk about stuff that's happened. Bradford. Oli Bradford, yeah, he's gone. He's gone to Rebuke. He's gone back to Rebuke. Northampton Saints. So he was going to Samoa, supposedly. Everybody <laughs> said. And, and, and suddenly he hasn't. He was going to the NRL, wasn't he? As, uh, yeah. he, he did a trip out there and was uh, going to be an assistant. But uh, no, another one that's uh, in the defensive ranks of yeah. Rugby Union. I can see why he might want to, but... Um, 
I just think it's a waste. <laughs> but where, where do you, where do you, where do you find him a job? I know there's a letter in the paper that talks about uh, people leaving. Where, where is it? Not the letter. One of your letters. letters. No, no. Although I've, I've had an idea for one that I might send him. But uh, oh, something about rugby union, but I can't find it now. Oh, here it is. It's uh, Bob Denton from the mighty city of Wakefield. I'm very sorry, but it still hurts, he says. We dedicated rugby league fans can't help but feel betrayed by the likes of Sean Edwards, Andy Farrell, and now even everybody's rugby league hero, the great Kevin Sinfield. I don't blame them, and I know they're leaving us for what they know is an inferior game. God, Bob. And at the end of their career, they have to look to topping up their pension fund. To me, it just shows the difference between the games when rugby union is still prepared to pay them good money, knowing full well that rugby league has had the best of them. Well, I mean, regardless of that point... Where do we, we can't just find a job for Lee Radford because no. he used to play rugby yeah. league and well, coach I mean, in Super League. The reality is, it's a small pool, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. It's a small pool of opportunity for you to. If you're going to be a coach, where do you coach? Well, there's 12 teams in Super League. If you don't want to go into the Championship, and the, if you can't get or you don't want to go to Australia, then, then the next the best is. is that you've probably coached at at least two of those Super League teams, yeah. so they're not going to have you back. <laughs> no. So. No, so. I mean, I have no idea how much. Sean Edwards gets paid by the French Rugby Union, or Kevin Tufu gets paid by the RFU, or Andy Farrell gets paid by the wheelbarrows. We haven't got those wheelbarrows because there's a little hole in the wheelbarrow, unfortunately. But in our bucket, it's it's just how it is. But (laughs) we can't keep people where they don't want to be because there's a better offer on the table for them. And you can't blame anyone for doing that. It's not just pensions; it's actually salaries. Like I I don't know how old Lee Rafford is, but you know, it's not. It's not talking about talking about pensions. We should treat it as I mean, we joke. You know, we think he's wasted and all that. But actually, it is a huge compliment that rugby union again is coming to us for uh, for expertise and advice, particularly as, as he's defensive coach, which is stand there, stand there. Don't run into that boss. Move in a line, tackle, move back, move in a line, <laughs> tackle, <laughs> kick it. Immediately improves him. Yeah. I mean, although we do you know, we all obviously hope that none of them win the World Cup. I mean it would be well, nice none of, no one wins the World Cup. If Samoa um you know, are, are going to be playing more regularly, and and it can fit in. It probably won't because once he's at Northampton, it's a winter sport, yeah. and it would be nice to think that you know if they came over here on a tour, that he could still be an assistant or whatever. But uh, we're not losing players much anymore, are we? You know, we kept Tom, J- Tom Johnson in the sport. I know Regan Grace went, but he's got injured. So, but we, we're not we're not having that drain of no. players, coaches. They come and go. They. Well, because I think exactly. if you're going to if you're going to move and do a different competition, you move to the NRL, don't you? Because it's a far easier transition mm. than to play the same sport than trying a different, you hand out a different one. But looking at some of the salaries that some of those players are on in that top 100 list that came out, it's uh, yeah, they're big we're big not, figures. We're not comparing like and no, you know, the idea of trying to keep hold of some of our talent, even with a third marquee player, it's just it's just not sustainable, is it? No. Although, presumably, hasn't been around Northampton. But that's another story. Is it, is it worse than commentary? Because obviously there was the big debate uh, in the World Cup. I've lived for a while in Wellingborough, which is on the edge of Northampton. He'll find there isn't that much to do. Silverstone near there? Is that, that yes, Silverstone. So is, it, is it better or worse than Castleford or Hull? Well, I mean, obviously, from the other side what, of the things, things to do. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just trying to get you in trouble on... on They've got a theatre in Northampton, <laughs> that's about it. Culture. Owlsville, the famous school, is... On the edge. 
when I'm talking about politics, it was interesting to see one candidate in an upcoming by-election in their video. The first thing they say is, "I'm a whole KR supporter." I hope they were standing in the whole ward. No, <laughs> but I don't know. Talk about teamwork and stuff and all that. Do you ever fancy refereeing another sport? No, I don't, I'm not. I'm not particularly sporty uh, at all, really, and I don't watch that much of the sport. So, um, no, I didn't really. What a perfect way to end the program. Well, there <laughs> is one, there is one big event that we haven't mentioned. All right, go on. But it's not till tomorrow. Today being Monday, right? Cause for those I'm, I'm going to. Uh, it's going to be something I've forgotten or something that I don't know about. I, know, I think Somebody's it's. Birthday. Oh, it's your it's James's birthday. I can't well, it's not just any birthday. Yeah, it's a significant yeah. birthday. Welcome to the club. Well, tomorrow. Thank you. I think. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Cards and pr- cards and cake sent to. Care, care of for the box <laughs> street lane leads they'll find us I'm sure if you put them on there they'll find us because um, there's nothing else to talk. we've done everything we? there's, there's, there's no point talking about things but there's nothing else to talk about are, are we back next week I don't see why not yeah. well, to uh, celebrate the glory of the new magazine which will be finished it won't be out maybe finish write some, write some more words and uh, London, if anyone's going to London Scholars Cornwall report back if you can report back on that game, Steve Maskell will be going. I wonder what he's got on that. Can I get some Cornwall? Why is he not getting Cornwall shirts to sell? Maybe he will after Saturday. Some London Scholar shirts or something. I, want, I still want an Oxford shirt, but I was, I was promised one. But like many things, the promise never came off. If, if I was a former England women's international and on the telly, I'd, I'd have Oxford shirts coming out of me eight, me years. That's the other thing about getting old hair growing up. We're done. I better, I better end. See you tomorrow. See you to look for. No, no. Hair growing out of your ears. It's bad. It's bad. See you next week, people. Sports Social Podcast Network.